Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. Um, so today I am super excited. I always say I'm excited, but I'm super excited to have my guest on the show. I feel like she is going to be like my new BFF. Um, Emily, I don't know if you feel that way, but I'm just like, we met a few weeks ago. Um, uh, we've known of each other a little bit, I think, through uh, CR, uh, the ministry that Josh and I do, and then her, the ministry she's a part of is Hope Ministries, and they um, some of the guys that, that attend one of their facilities come to CR. And so we've kind of, um, been introduced to them through the two ministries that we're involved in and, and just wanted to get together and have dinner and just talk about maybe like a partnership, like how we could help them and they could help us, um, and just work together. But, um, when we met for dinner a few weeks ago, it was just instant. Like we, we just, I felt like we'd known each other for a while. Um, very easy conversation. She has such joy and such energy and so much passion for Jesus and for recovery and the work that God brought her into. And I immediately was like, okay, I've got to get, have this girl on my show um, because I knew that she would bless you all. So uh, with that, Emily, just uh, welcome to Anchored In Always. And if you could just take a minute here and just tell the listener a little bit about yourself, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. This is my first podcast, so who knows what's going to happen. So everybody just buckle up. But uh, no, my name's Emily Himes. I'm actually a Clarksville native. I'm born and raised here. Family's from here. Um, I have been married for about a year and a half now with Michael, and um, we have three beautiful children. Um, Two are my bonus, but they're mine, and and one's biological, and um, they're uh, 19, 18, and almost 15, so we are soon to be empty nesters, (laughs) soon to be. But yeah, we and um, I work for Hope Center Ministries. We're a we're a long term drug and alcohol rehab program, and um, that is the basis, man. And you know what? I love Jesus. He's cool. <laughs> he is cool. He is pretty cool. Um, well, awesome. Uh, thank you so much. And we're right there with you in the teenage world, with um, our kids being thirteen and sixteen. So I feel you on all of that. Um, and it's a ride. It's an adventure with, Ooh, with teenagers, but, but it's a lot of fun. Um, so Emily, what I wanted to, uh, one of the things that I really wanted to have you share with the, with us today is kind of what, what brought you to hope centers? Like just share with us a little bit about some, some experiences maybe in your life or, or really where you were at prior to coming to this place of coming to, um, work at hope centers. Yeah. So that's actually a pretty big part of my testimony. So, um, I grew up in a church going home. My mom is, is definitely one of those praying mamas, man. Like she is definitely a praying mama. And, um, you know, I grew up knowing Jesus, you know, there wasn't really a big aha moment, but, you know, throughout 
you know, childhood and teens and, you know, you know, early adulthood, you know, I knew him, but I didn't know him, you know, I, I really wasn't living for him. And, you know, I was married previously, um, went through my crazy twenties and I had no idea what I was doing. I, I had my daughter at 18. And, um, so, you know, we pretty much grew up together and, you know, I talked to Jesus whenever I needed something, but I, I really didn't know how to have that one-on-one heart with him. Um, and unfortunately my marriage ended, um, and I kind of went buck wild a little bit and, you know, praise the Lord that it was just a crazy season and that addiction really didn't get wrapped up with me. Um, in the addiction substance part. And now I know that there are many different things that go along with recovery. And, um, but, uh, so of course I dated quite a bit. I was, I was searching for that void, honestly, in men. And, uh, I came across one of my boyfriends who actually was a former resident of Hope Center. And he introduced me to a gentleman named Carson Plant, who runs one of the, runs the Hope Center in Waverly, Tennessee. And um, around that time, I was just extremely lost, but I decided to go all in with Jesus. And right after meeting them, I realized like, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm just going to take the plunge. I'm just going to take the plunge. And wow, what a whirlwind that has been. Um, That boyfriend obviously did not work out. That is not my husband. God opens and closes doors, man. And, um, but Hope Center never went away. Um, That relationship that I cultivated through there never really went away. And um, I I started uh, attending Bible studies at Carson's house um, with him and his wife. And uh, he finally was like, we have to have you on the team. And, um, at the time I actually worked for Budweiser <laughs> selling, selling beer, slinging beer. And I said, are you crazy? I said, do you know what I do? And, um, you know, and he told me, he said, listen, like, you know, God doesn't discriminate, you know, when, when he decides that he wants you, he, he wants you. It doesn't matter what you do or how you do it. And he said, I I think hope centers for you. And I said, you're crazy. So I totally ignored everything. I was like, Nope, not doing it. And then, um, I had a lady named Dana, Dana Bowden call me and she is the, um, she is the regional director for the women's center for us. And, um, she called me and she said, listen, she says, this is crazy. I don't know who you are or why I have your phone number, but I'm, I'm calling you and I'm with hope center. So I gave her a little bit of a background and she says, well, I actually have an opening for a director for, um, for one of our female centers. And I said, once again, do you know what I do? (laughs) You know, I, I work for a beer company. (laughs) And, uh, she said, it doesn't matter. And she kind of gave me the whole, like, you know, if, if God's calling you to it, it's okay. And, you know, she has no reason to call me. She didn't even know who she was calling for what reason. Um, we found out that it, that, you know, Carson gave her my number and all of that. And, um, then through there, I had a little bit of a job change. I left Budweiser because God, 
really got a hold of my heart, honestly. And um, I went into working for this company called PFG Performance Food Group. And um, man, I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable. It was a great job, great company. I have nothing, absolutely nothing bad to say about it, but it just wasn't right. You know, how, how funny is it that when you're not walking in God's plan and purpose for your life, it doesn't matter how great of a job or how great of it is. There's always going to be that longing for, you know, God's purpose and plan for your life. And, um, so I remember Dana calling me again one more night and she said, we, we are, we desperately need a director. And I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know anything about addiction. I don't know anything about this. And I told her no again. I said, I'm not, I, I, I can't do it. And I went to sleep that night and I prayed and I said, God, I said, you know, I, I, I promised you I'll be obedient. You know, what, what's next? And the next morning I woke up sobbing and I missed women that I never knew. And I, I, I never understood. And I honestly, I still don't other than the Holy spirit. I miss them. Like I longed for those women in the center that I've never been to that I've never met. And I had to go, I had to go. I knew in that moment I had to go to those women and, um, yeah, everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody thought I was crazy. Um, and it was the biggest obedience jump that I ever did because I also took about a $25,000 pay cut, um, leaving my job to go there. Um, but God told me to go. I knew in that moment, God told me to go. And so I went and that is how I made it to Hope Center. And man, has it been a whirlwind ever since. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh, girl. I got chills the whole time you were talking, especially when you were talking about, like, I could just see God's providence all over your story and how he was just literally just tugging at you and pulling at you um, and closing one door and opening another. And, and I just love what you said, you know, how you were uncomfortable at that second job after you left Budweiser, like you were no joy and just uncomfortable, even though from a worldly standpoint, everything you were making good money. It was a good job. Nothing, nothing wrong there. It's just that it wasn't where God was calling you to. And so you were unsettled in your spirit. And I just, I love that. And I think how often um, as believers, we try to fit God's plan for our lives in our mold and what we think it should look like. And then we wonder why, why am I not happy? Why am I not fulfilled? Um, because we are not walking in the center of God's will for our lives. And that may look completely different than what we ever thought of, but ultimately will be the most joyful, peaceful, fulfilling time in our lives, whether or not you make more money or less money, you live in the dream house or any of those things, you will, you will feel more joy when you yeah. step into obedience in God's will. So I love that, um, that you said that. And then also how you said, when you talked to her after you knew in your heart that you were going to accept this position that I have no, I, I don't struggle with addiction. I have no experience with addiction. I don't know what I'm doing, but, but I know that I am supposed to be there. And I, I know that you've heard this quote. Many people have heard this quote, but God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So, you know, I think often we don't do the things that God calls us to, because we think 
Um, I'm not capable. I'm not equipped. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's exactly who he wants because then his power is at work in us. And it's in our weakness that he is strong and he will equip you and he will give you the tools and then he gets the glory. And so your story just is all about that. And it's just so beautiful. Yeah, Um, it was, it was very much a cannonball moment. You know, uh, there was no test in the waters. It was a, whenever I finally decided to go all in with Christ, my praying mama looked at me and she said, buckle up, honey. Oh, And, and I was like, what? what are you talking about? And she said, I just, just buckle up, honey. And I can involve straight into those waters. Oh my Lord. I love it. I love it. Well, I wanted to segue into a little bit before we kind of talk more in depth about hope ministries and exactly what that ministry is, does. Um, can you share with the listener, the story that you shared with uh, Josh and I, when we went out to dinner about how you and your husband, Michael met, because literally it was like, to me, a um, Hallmark movie kind of thing. Like I thought it was so awesome. Like I just loved it. So if you could just share how, how you guys met um, briefly, that would be so incredible. I want them to hear this. Yeah. So that is just, I mean, once again, it's just kind of another layer uh, and kind of got, it's, it's all God's redemption. Cause you know, in my past, I did struggle with, um, you know, men and trying to fill that void. And so once I finally got to hope, I was like, all right, God, no more men. I'm going all in with this. I'm figuring this out. Well, my very first day working, very first day working for Hope Center Ministries, there is just this big, tall hunk of man (laughs) standing in the doorway welcoming me. And of course I have no idea who anybody is. And so I'm in, I'm, I'm meeting everybody and I, you know, and I go around to this big tall hunk and he introduces himself as Michael and I go, Oh, great. Nice to meet you, Michael. And so then I remember being like, God, please make him single somehow, some way, please let him be single. And, uh, lo and behold, he was. And so, um, we start, you know, I, that, that was the last time I saw him for, for a little bit. And then I get a phone call from another director of our, uh, he was kind of like my, my brother center, um, um, out there. And, uh, his name was Stephen Falk and Stephen called me and said, Hey, Jaime keeps telling me that your girls are acting crazy and at CR and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, all right, well, have Jaime call me. I'll take care of it this time, but have Jaime call me. Well, this, who this Jaime person, um, never called me. And so about a week later, um, the director called me again and said, Hey, Jaime said that your girls are still acting crazy. I said, you know what? And I'm starting to get irritated, right? Cause I'm like, whoever this Jaime person is needs to call me all while I'm still dreaming and, and, and bubble eyes over whoever this Michael person was who I met. I still really didn't catch his role in, in there, but Michael, you know, he was beautiful in this Jaime person. I did not like at this point We I was praying over him. Absolutely. But I did not like him. And so I had donations that I had to go take over to our, our brother center. And, um, so I pull in and I see Michael oh my gosh, my heart starts racing. I've got heart eyeballs. I think he's the cutest thing in the world. I jump out of the car, you know, praise the Lord. I was looking cute that day, you know, cause you know, some days you're all out of going to work and you're like, what was I thinking? You know, the, the good Lord was on my side that day. And, um, 
I, I jumped out and I had the box of stuff and I get handed it to Michael. And I was like, here you go, Michael. And then out of the corner, out of the office comes a guy and, um, the resident goes, Hey, Jaime, can you, can you sign this for me? So then I put two and two together that Michael was Jaime and Jaime was Michael because his name is Michael Himes. And, um, then I realized very quickly that Michael and Jaime are a resident in the program. So I think that I am going to get fired, right? Even though nobody knows that I'm crushing hard over the resident of the program. But ever since then, I threw him the box of donations. I jumped in my car and I swore up and down that I would never set foot back on that property and that I would never be at my property whenever he needed to come over and help. Cause he did help. He was a community leader. He was, you know, going through, he, he was almost graduated at this time, but you know, here I was a director of a center having no idea who this Michael person was figured out that he was a resident. And, um, then yeah, it was just not good. And I swore up and down I would get fired even though nobody knew I was crushing on him. You know, in my head, I'm just paranoid thinking I'm going to get fired. And so I was like, we're moving on. And so he ends up graduating. I still don't like him. It's pride, total pride, right? Because I told God, I was like, I'm not doing guys anymore. I'm not doing boys. I'm not doing this. Total pride. I'm ignoring him. Um, we, ha- we go sit at meetings together. I, I, the the people who we work with were attempting to hook us up a little bit. And so they would make sure that my seat was right beside him. I wouldn't talk to him. I wouldn't speak to him. He's already graduated. He is an employee of Hope Center now. Still not going to do it. And so um, a time goes by and I actually end up having a freak accident and breaking my leg. And I am laid up on the couch and Michael ends up texting me out of the blue going, Hey, I'm just checking on you, making sure you're doing okay. Well, at the time my air conditioner was out and it was kind of hot and I was laid on the couch with a broken leg and I couldn't fix it. And I said, well, do you actually know anything about air conditioners? My air conditioner is broken. And he said, actually I do. Uh, now looking back at it, he, he knows nothing about air conditioners and he was Googling and YouTubing the whole entire way to my house, how to fix an air conditioner. (laughs) Lo and behold, the good Lord was on his side that day because somehow he fixed my air conditioner and we have been together ever since. (laughs) So air conditioners and broken legs, man, air conditioners and broken legs. I tell you what, that was the best story. Um, I was like, they got to make a movie out of that. Like that is, that is literally a, a Hallmark movie right there. Um, and it's just so beautiful. And I think the the cool thing too, is now you guys are working together with hope ministry. So Michael is employed with hope and you still are. And so I think that's pretty exciting too. Like I've just loved doing ministry with Josh. Like we don't, that's not our job, but, but we do serve alongside each other as ministry leaders of, of CR. And it's so fun, um, doing something that you're passionate about together, side by side as husband and wife. That's just a beautiful thing. Um, so, so let's jump into like a little bit about what you and Michael do. So what, um, what does Hope Center do? What is that the program about? Yeah. So we are a 12 month long discipleship program. 
And we really focus on substance abuse. Anybody who struggles with substance abuse, we are inpatient. So they do live at the house with us for the full year. Um, you know, and it's, and it's so cool to see these men and women that come in completely and utterly broken. And we know that true freedom, true freedom can only come through Christ. And that's what we offer. You know, we, we understand, and we know, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that true freedom can only come through Jesus. And that is what we offer them. We offer them, Hey, here's Jesus. And then from there, you can remain sober. You can obtain sobriety. You can be, you be free from these chains, Mm -hmm. but Jesus is the main key there. And so that is one thing that we are, I mean, broad thing is, is, is we are a discipleship program. We show them how to be loved and how to love. And, and, you know, we do use the CR, um, curriculum, to help walk through the steps, to help, help show them, Hey, you know, biblically, this is what this says, and this is how you can do it. And this is how we can kind of work through it together. Right. So, yeah. And it's absolutely beautiful to see it. It really is the absolute brokenness coming in. And then the, just the freedom and the joy and the light going out. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Yes. I love that because I get a little teeny taste of that with CR each week, seeing people come through the doors with that same look of just brokenness and hopelessness and fear and doubt and worry and all those things, sometimes bitterness and resentment. And then just seeing their eyes start to open up as they're worshiping and going and and hearing people in open share group or hearing a really amazing testimony or lesson and that God loves them and he has the power to help them recover. And, and they're just like, there's hope for me. And, but you get to walk it out on a daily, you know, life, like every day. And so I think that's just so beautiful um, to see that the, the same curriculum that we use, obviously for CR getting, getting walked out, you know, daily over a year um, time is just gotta be life-changing. And it really is. Yeah. That is just incredible. Now do the um, residents, do they, how do they, is it insurance that they, how would someone get into Hope Ministries? So it is not insurance based. Um, they will literally pick up the phone and give me a call. I am the door. So um, in order to get to there, they do have to go through a little bit of an application process. And um, it is kind of individualized. So I do have to talk to each individual person. And then from there, there is just a one-time fee of $700. And that covers the entire year. Um, and then the cool part about that is, is once they graduate and complete the program, we actually give them a $700 graduation gift aid to them. And so virtually in the grand scheme of things, um, there is no out of pocket as long as you complete and graduate the program the full year. And so, um, you know, we, we, we honestly believe in that, this should be open and available for anybody, no matter what their financial background is, no matter, um, you know, how many bridges they've burnt, you know, Jesus should be free for everybody. Mm. So we really make it a point to, um, have that available. Awesome. So if somebody were listening today and they wanted to help out or contribute, 
um, would, 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 can anybody donate to hope like our, or sponsor, a, um, a resident or how does that work? Absolutely. So, um, the main way how to give is, is online at hopecm.com. And then in your area, you will have different links that you can find. The one in Clarksville area um, would be underneath me and you'll see my name, Emily Himes, and it would be under um, Middle East Tennessee. And that is the easiest way how to give online. Um, I will let you know that it is an extreme need right now. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if you know, with all the stats and everything through COVID and all of that, the addiction world has spiked, it has skyrocketed and we're seeing the need more and more and more, um, just this year, just in Tennessee alone, we're opening up four new centers. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, which will bring us up to actually 40 centers nationwide. Wow. And currently in Tennessee, if, currently every single one of our men's centers is full right now. So the need is just outstanding. And so with that need comes financial need and helping sponsor these residents in. That is one of the largest needs that we have right now is, is getting help and sponsoring these men and women into better lives. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll put the link that that you just mentioned, I'm going to put that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this today and you are just feeling your heart stir towards this and you want to help, uh, go to, uh, scroll down to the show notes and click on the link there and you can and look for Emily's name and donate um, to, to help this ministry. So that would be awesome. And then what about moving forward? Like, I know there's talks of building another facility in Clarksville, another men's yeah. facility, which is where we all are. Um, so what are you guys, how can we pray for that? What are some needs um, surrounding that? So immediately right now, um, we are needing a house. We need a house. We need a house that will fit these men, it will be a men's center. Um, Life Point Church has is is the sponsored church, and so they have really stepped up. And now, honestly, it's kind of back on us. And um, we we need a house. We need a house that will fit all of these men. That is in a rural area. So if anybody knows of a house for sale, or maybe they want to sell their house, um, we need a a pretty significant sized ho house around. 4,000 square feet, um, with at least with around five acres, it can be plus or minus a few. Um, that's, that's, that's the biggest need that we have is finding a house. So pray, pray, pray. I know God has it out there. We just have to find it. We got to yes, find it. <laughs> definitely. Well, we will be lifting you all up in prayer and for God just to uh, open up that door and lead you all to the exact spot that he has planned for you um and trusting him in that so we will be praying and if you're listening and you know of anybody that might be selling property or have a place that's rural um that's large enough um for a hope center please reach out you can email me at katie at anchored and and i will get that information to emily of course so um emily i just you know it's just been incredible to have you on today is there any kind of last thoughts that you would want to just say to the listener who is just struggling with hope that they are feeling like um, 
there is no hope or they're not seeing purpose um, or meaning in life right now? Is there just something you would, you would say to encourage that person today? Yes. So there is always hope. Every human being that has, that is walking this earth right now has a purpose put on them by God himself. Mm -hmm. He knows your name. He loves you more than, more than life. He gave his son for you. And if you, if, if you are struggling, if you know of somebody is struggling, get help, reach out. If you know of somebody who is struggling with addiction, reach out. I would, I would love to talk to you and help you. And I would love to walk with you through this. You are not alone in this and you are loved. You are so incredibly loved mm. by all of us. <laughs> it, just don't give up. Keep on going. Yeah. Keep on going. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're crazy busy, not with just your family, but with your work. And so we appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And if you could just close this episode um, with a prayer over the listener tonight, today, that would be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. God, we love you and we praise you. God, you are so wonderful. And Jesus, oh, you are awesome. God, I just pray over every listening ear right now, God, that that their day is blessed, that their week is blessed. God, I pray that if there are any women or men out there that are looking for their purpose, God, I just, I pray that you open their eyes and their ears and their heart to what you, what you are saying, what your will is in their life. God, help them, help them decipher what it is that you want, God. And, and God, I just pray hope into their lives. God, any, any uneasiness, anything that anybody is wrestling with right now, God, God, you sent your son, which is the Prince of Peace. And I just pray peace over their lives right now, God. And I just, I thank you so much for Katie for, for spreading joy in this, in, in this world, God, through her podcast and through all of, all of the endeavors that she goes. And God, I just pray a blessing over her and her family. And we love you, Lord, and we praise you. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.